Previously on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. How do you fail up? He's seemingly getting a pass for this. I don't want to take shots. I want him to Kwame Brown me. The luckiest man, 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 on the face of the earth, earth, earth. Do you believe that mental health matters? Devin, I got a lot of answers for this one. <laughs> this is some real millennial type stuff. At some point, I got to go to work. And I gotta do the thing. If this were something that you could see, we'd be having a different conversation. I'm not gonna do the second half of my day. Goodbye. The downward dog. Why do you rape me at all times? Can I get another championship? I have a whole lot of losses, but can I get another championship? Does it really count? You shouldn't even bootleg this. Come on, y'all. We have to stop this man from this kind of foolishness. We believe in change and we're prepared for it with new techniques and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. Let it go out there today, baby. Three, two, one. And once again, our mighty ship is back on course. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Mama, there goes that man. You both. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. So glad that you have joined us. And if this is your first time, welcome aboard. We love to have you. We will hope that you hang around and become as interactive as you can be with some of the avenues that I've created for you guys. We have a fun one for you. But first, let me run down some information. If you want to get caught up on past episodes, go to wadeswordproductions.com. That's wadeswordproductions.com. Check it out. Look up what we're about and uh, listen to past episodes. In addition to that, you can check us out on the sports line. You can call 24 hours a day and leave a message. Message. And we usually you take those calls and we do the We the People segment with those. But you can call us 24 hours a day and leave a message. 832 941 6614. That's 832 941 6614. And of course, you can hit me up on social media on Twitter at Wade's Word. And of course, uh, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group on Facebook. Well, this time out, I am, it's going to be maybe a little bit of a shorter show. Uh, I had a conversation a few days back with Daniel Ewing, of course, the former Duke Blue Devil. We talked about Coach K, and we talked a little bit about the NBA. Well, we talked quite a bit about the NBA playoffs. Some of those, uh, we'll, we'll get into that interview in just a little bit, but we're going to talk about some headlines. We're going to get into a We the People segment. I'm going to climb aboard my soapbox, and, of course, you know I'm going to do a Lamont Award for the Big Dummy of the episode. So all that, I have all of the bases covered. I'm looking forward to talking about quite a bit. So much has been going on in the world of sports. Uh, narrowing it down a little bit. So uh, let's get into it. Let's get into some headlines. In headlines, there's so many things that we can get into uh, so many things have happened since the last time, and it's getting to be that time of year when I probably need to come to you guys at least a couple of times. I thought uh, we normally do that in the fall, you know, in the, the, the throes of football season and basketball's going on and, and postseason baseball. But, yeah, it's a busy time, and so we may have to start coming to you guys more frequently. Let me know about that if you'd like to hear more, 832-941-6614. Just hit me up on social media and give me some feedback on that. But uh, NBA playoffs. NBA playoffs have been really interesting for so many reasons because injuries 
have really dictated a lot about what's going on in the NBA playoffs. I mean, you start talking about the biggest names in the sport of basketball. You talk about Chris Paul. He's on COVID. Now, that may not affect him. He's out for 10 days. Look, we'll have to see uh, if that, uh, if how many games he'll miss because he tested positive. Now, he took a shot. He took the vaccine, apparently, but he still got COVID, and he's in COVID protocol. We'll see what that means for the Phoenix Suns going forward. But they've advanced. They're waiting. They're waiting in the wings for, in the Western Conference Final. Uh, but some of the other big names, Kawhi Leonard is out with a mild knee sprain. He missed one game. He's going to miss the next game uh, versus the Utah Jazz. So uh, that didn't hurt. The Clippers, and, and I'll get into that a little bit. James Harden has missed significant time. He's back, but he's not quite himself. Although last night he looked a little bit more like himself, but it, maybe he's getting there. He's certainly not there yet. And then Kyrie Irving is out. Jalen Brown, Anthony Davis. I mean, huge names that have missed. Mike Conley for Utah. So, so many names, so many guys have missed significant time. What does that really mean for the playoffs? What does it mean about all of this? I know they had an abbreviated, a really short season, off season, and everybody's coming off of COVID. Does this have anything to do with the injuries? What's going on with all of the injuries? Some of the things like Kyrie, you know, you, you come down on a guy's foot, it just happens. COVID is COVID, and, and that's going to be around for a, a while uh, because it doesn't seem like uh, that seems, that's going away in these leagues. And you would think that, okay, yeah, that should be taken care of by now. But apparently we see Chris Paul is not. So is it better? Does it make the, the – obviously you it makes so many, many things uncertain. But I'll ask you guys, and you can give me your feedback on this. Does it make the NBA playoffs more interesting? Now, you may not like it, but is it more interesting? I mean, I, I would think that you would lean on the side of, yes, it's definitely more interesting because had Anthony Davis been there – then you you think the Lakers will be out already? You know, had he been full speed, healthy? You know what what happened if Kyrie and Harden were one hundred percent? What would happen with Mike Conley? I mean, you know, so so many names. Even Jalen Brown with the Boston Celtics. So I mean, that is a, a big question. Now you may say, well, no, it doesn't make it interesting because I don't want to see guys come off the bench and and you know I don't want to see these teams determine who the NBA champion is if the biggest stars are out with injury. Uh, so give me your take on that and, and let me know what you think. As it pertains to who is on the court, I mean, you talk about James Harden kind of coming back a little bit, but I mean, Durant had a huge huge game in game 5 and game 6 they lose. Now they're going to a game 7. So that'll be interesting. You would think, like, that was a no-brainer. We talked about it. I even talked about it with Dean Ewan. That was a the most sure-in team, uh, you know, to go to the NBA Finals. Wouldn't it be something if they don't get an opportunity to go? Harden does all of this, causes this huge brouhaha, ruins the Rockets organization. They create this super team. And they aren't able to advance to the Eastern Conference Finals even. So that'll be interesting to see a big-time Game 7. So from that standpoint, yeah, it is much more interesting. Because this would not have been a seven-game series, especially the way it started early on. It would not have been a a seven-game series, I don't think, if all three players were healthy. I'm talking about Harden, Kyrie, and uh, Durant. And, and really, Durant has been fine, but it's been Kyrie and Harden with the injury issues. So, uh, But there are two enigmas in these playoffs. 
And, and really, it's one guy, a coach, Doc Rivers, is the biggest enigma. You just don't – like, on one hand, you want to call him, like, a great, great coach – but then he has some of these monumental failures, including the collapse of the Philadelphia 76ers the other night to the Atlanta uh, Fal- Hawks, <laughs> Falcons, Braves. I don't call it every team but the Hawks. That's that's how obscure uh, the Atlanta basketball team is on the Atlanta sports landscape. I'm surprised I didn't say the Atlanta Bulldogs or the Yellow Jackets or any other team. What is the the what is the Atlanta Mystics? I don't know what the I don't know what the team is for the WNBA. But nonetheless, man, they've done a great job of uh, really hanging in there and letting the Philadelphia Sixers implode. They lead that series three games to two. They could close this thing out. And Joel Embiid, who's been so dominant at points during this postseason, and he's another one who's not been exactly 100%. But the enigma of Doc Rivers is something else. While he's won an NBA championship, he's resurrected franchises, he's resurrected teams. I mean, everybody agrees this is a good, good coach, yet he's the only coach in NBA history to lose where he was up three to one. He's also, his teams have also given up uh, over the last 15 years, like double digit leads more than any other coach. I mean, this dude has had uh, issues, big time collapses. Now let's see if they rebound from this one, but they had a 26 point lead in the second half and Atlanta just came out. I want to say the, the, it was a 16 Oh run to end the game. You got Ben Simmons who can't shoot free throws. You got Embiid who missed free throws down the stretch. There are a bunch of guys, and I wonder, and I'll ask you guys this one as, as well, and I'll post this on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group page. Who is the guy who is, I'm not going to say loser. I'm not going to use the word loser. Who is the guy that you have less confidence in as being a winner? Giannis Antetokounmpo or Embiid? Both of those guys cannot seem to get over the hump. And both of these guys have had issues down the stretch. And, I, you know, you can give me your take on that. But the enigma of Doc Rivers, but also the, the team that he just left, the Los Angeles Clippers, are the biggest enigma. You don't know what they're going to do. You think, okay, Kawhi is out, and now you, you have playoff P, who's not been that, but he comes up huge. And they play big, and now they lead that series three games to two over Utah. You don't know what they're going to do. You think, okay, they're going to Utah for game six. Can they close this out? I don't know. So we'll have to see what happens in in that series. But you can never figure out what is going to happen with the Los Angeles Clippers. You would have thought, okay, yeah, Utah wins in six after uh, Kawhi goes down. But we'll have to see. And I don't know what that'll mean long-term versus Phoenix. But then if if uh, Chris Paul's not there, again, you don't know. But the two enigmas as teams are the Philadelphia 76ers, who should have blown past the Atlanta Hawks. And you have the other team in the Los Angeles Clippers. We'll have to see what happens with those uh, those guys and those teams. And uh, I talked to Dan Ewan a little bit about it, although some of those uh, comments came the, – the interview with him came before – Kawhi went out. So it's been a few days ago, but still I thought some of his comments were relevant, especially talking about LeBron not being in the playoffs. And I asked you guys about that, and I'll give you an opportunity. Uh, I'll run down those results in the We the People segment. So that's going on. Also in tennis, man, Nadal, Rafael Nadal, who lost, who lost to Jokic in the French Open final. He doesn't usually lose on a clay. Pulled out of the Olympics 
and Wimbledon, and also Naomi Osaka, who was a lot of what we talked about in the last episode. She has pulled out of Wimbledon, but will play in the Olympics representing Japan in the Olympics. So that is happening. I want to get into the hypocrisy of baseball, but let me celebrate those Astros first. Winners of four straight. Alex Bregman is on the IL with a quad injury. I know that quad injuries are, are man, there's something to deal with. I had a quad injury and when I ran track and played high school football, I mean, I mean, not that that has anything to do with anything other than I've experienced what that's like and how that may take a while for Alex Bregman to come back from. He's on a 10-day DL, uh, but they continue to roll. They beat the hottest team in baseball, the Chicago White Sox, last night. Again, that offense exploded. But, man, if we can keep these guys healthy – and now you're going with like a six a six man rotation here uh, for a little bit to see what happens with the pitching. It's going to be interesting. But uh, right now they're two games back of the Oakland A's who continue to win themselves. Uh, but baseball jumped in the middle of the season and said that these guys can no longer use. Stuff like spider tech. Spider tech is this sticky, sticky substance uh, that pitchers put on the ball to manipulate it, get more velocity, and they say had that to get more control of the baseball. Now, Gary Cole and a bunch of pitchers are having a fit. Uh, Glasnow from uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, it won a Tyler uh, Glasnow, one of the better pitchers in all of Major League Baseball is injured, and he says it's because he tried to go cold turkey and couldn't get a grip on the ball, altered his grip, and now he may be facing Tommy John surgery. But that a lot of hypocrisy in baseball, I'll save that for the next time out because I really want to get into some of the stuff that's going on with baseball. And the, the vilification of the Houston Astros is just so hypocritical, and I guarantee you that I don't think, that, I can't guarantee you, but I don't think that would have happened to the Dodgers or the Red Sox. Or the Yankees. I just don't think it would have. Or the Cubs. Or a few other teams. St. Louis. But because it's the Astros, I'm telling you, I think that that is a huge issue. want to mention this uh, as I close out with headlines. Texans have more turnover than any team in the NFL. You have so much uncertainty at quarterback. You have a brand new rookie head coach who's never been a head coach on any level. And what do you do to prepare for the season while everybody else is having mandatory mini camps? You cancel mini camp. <laughs> now, <laughs> I don't really know what the backstory of that is, other than you don't want to face those questions about uh, about Deshaun Watson. I don't know. I don't know what the issue is, but to cancel a mandatory mini camp because you think you're ready. There's no way. There's no way when every other team, including the championship teams, you know, teams like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs, they're mandatory. And look, they just got through playing in, in late January, February, or whatever. And they're having many camp. And yet you have a whole new team, whole new coaching staff, don't know who your quarterback is, and you decide to cancel mini camp. Yeah, this is going to be a great year for the Texans. For past episodes or more content, go to WaysWordProductions.com. Time for We the People.
In the We the People segment, I come to you guys with questions from the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group page on Facebook. And I also take your phone calls at 832-941-6614. No calls this time, but I did post this question, a couple of these questions, uh, well, all of these questions, a few weeks ago. And I wanted to get your take on them, and I wanted to run down the results. So I, uh, I talked about the uncertainty with the injuries in the NBA playoffs. And obviously... I think a lot of people think if Anthony Davis had been healthy, LeBron had been healthy the whole year, that they would have gotten past Phoenix. Maybe, maybe not. But that's what people would think. That's what I think. But that didn't happen. So LeBron James was knocked out of the NBA playoffs. So do you think, and I asked you guys, do you think it's better that he's out? Is it better for the NBA that he's out this early in the playoffs? Is it worse that he's out this early in the playoffs? Or is it, uh, it makes no difference? Does it make no difference? And you guys were split 50-50 with, yes, it's better without him. And I don't know if that means LeBron hate or does that mean that people think it's better that the NBA is more wide open with some new faces. You get a chance to see and hear uh, new teams and watch new players emerge, guys that are going to take this league further after or, you know, carry the league after LeBron is gone, which is not in the – distant future i mean he's he's getting older i don't know him any more years he can play at this level and you need those young guys to sort of keep the league afloat after he's gone i mean we saw a little bit of a drop off after jordan and i mean there was a ton of great players but after jordan dropped off it was it was a big time fall off and it took a minute to get someone to, to take the mantle as it were unless you were a laker fan and you're a Kobe fan. <laughs> and so, so I asked you guys. So you guys said, yes, it's better. And the other half of you said there's no difference. That it'll, I guess I, I, I'm taking it to mean that you find that the NBA will be just as interesting uh, with him out of the playoffs. So it didn't make a difference because and a lot of people believe that the game will take care of itself. The game is bigger than any one person. So uh, you guys will split 50-50 on that. But nobody said that uh, the NBA playoffs were worse for not having him in them. So we'll see if the NBA agrees with you because the <laughs> the numbers, the viewing numbers will stack up. It may be a dramatic fall off depending on who goes to the NBA final. We'll have to watch that. And I asked you guys with the NBA wide open, more wide open than it's been in many, many years, who are you rooting for? In the Western Conference. And you guys picked the uh, the Utah Jazz. The majority of the people who voted in the polls said, hey, the Utah Jazz are the team that we want to see in the NBA Finals. And I'll, I'll ask again one more time, because I, is it more now that you've seen Phoenix and what Chris Paul is doing, are you about that? Are you starting to root for the Clippers if they get past Utah? Uh, I'll have to see what you guys think about that. In the East, it was clear. It was the Brooklyn Nets. You guys wanted to see the Brooklyn Nets go. You may get it. You may not. We'll have to see what happens with Game 7. But that's how the polls stack up. And, again, give me a call, 832-941-6614, and uh, give me a take, and we'll get you on the, the next podcast. We're not going to take a brief time out and come back. I'm going to climb aboard my soapbox. We still have our conversation with Daniel Ewing, and I have a big time Lamont Award. This is the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Anyway, you get your podcast. Your children are the most precious gift God has given you. Their well-being is of the utmost importance, and finding childcare that exhibits the same belief is, well, 
non-negotiable. So why not end your search at Brighter Brains Learning Center? Located in Stafford, Texas, Brighter Brains is a licensed, family-owned and operated daycare that promotes an early educational foundation and provides an environment of love, safety, and quality care for children ages 6 weeks to 5 years old. For more information, call 346-328-3717 or visit brighterbrainslearningcenter.org. It's Shelly Wade, and welcome back to Sports Talk with Devin Wade. There is something else I want to make sure I make mention of. And it'll be important, I think, for a couple of reasons down the road. But if you want to support the podcast by making a contribution, please go to LiberaPay, L-I-B-E-R-A-P-A-Y, all with one word, LiberaPay.com, and search for the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. And there you can make a safe contribution to the podcast. Need your help, your support to keep the uh, podcast going and growing and getting bigger and better, doing more things and uh, getting some merch and some equipment that we need. And uh, just really, uh, it's labor intensive and we need your help and your support. So go to liberapay.com and uh, support the podcast. Sports Talk with Devin Wade and uh, look it up and make sure you uh, make a contribution. It doesn't have to be big. Just something to say you appreciate what you hear. Now, with that, I this has been on my on my heart. So I am going to climb aboard my soapbox. When we are together, we got power. And now it's time to get on the soapbox. This is my opportunity to vent. I mean, uh, I do that throughout, I'm sure, but I really, it's really, really been on my mind. And you can tell because last time I, I gave the Lamont Award to all of the people who uh, paid for the Mayweather-Logan Paul fight. Exhibition. 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 Right? So uh, that happened. And it just made me finally make the declaration that I've avoided making for many, many years. Maybe I've said it in some shape, form, or fashion, but I'm saying it now officially. Boxing is dead. It's unfortunate. It breaks my heart. I have been around sports my entire life, in all sports, baseball, football, basketball, boxing, tennis, the Olympics, I mean, I've I've watched and and really paid close attention to so many sports, track and field, everything. I mean, uh, speed skating, all of it. And nothing is as exciting as a big-time, big-time fight. And I'm talking of the – if you think about the emotions of watching guys walk into a ring, Sugar Ray, and Hagler, the anticipation, Mike Tyson, Holyfield, or a go back, go Riddick Bo, Holyfield, or go back, Frazier, Ali. The, I mean, where your heart is racing, the anticipation, because anything can happen. When you have that one guy that you like, that guy is going to win, and somebody can look you in the face and make a valid case that, no, that guy is going to win. When you really don't know what's going to happen, a big-time, big-time fight. It's been a long time since the American public has 
enjoyed that. Maybe you had a little bit of that, although most of us, including myself, not knew that once Pacquiao, at the point that Pacquiao fought Mayweather, Pacquiao was not going to beat Mayweather at that point. But boxing is such a it's such a wonderful thing. And I'm not even talking about the other combat sports. I don't care about that. I don't really like MMA like that. I just don't. The sweet science of boxing, just the, the beauty of it. And, and there is beauty in it. And people say, oh, there's two people beating each other's heads. And no, it, it's a science. It's it's technique. It's, it's subtle movements and motions. And, I mean, it's a beautiful thing. But the sport of boxing now is dead. They're making a mockery of boxing. With stuff like these exhibitions, now you have, okay, you had Tyson and Roy Jones fighting, which never would have happened in real life. And people pay for that. People pay to watch like uh, these these YouTube people box. And they they now they they say, "Oh, I'm a legitimate boxer. People are paying me for it. This is legit. I've made history. I fought the great Floyd Mayweather." First of all, let me say this also, and I want to get this out of the way and don't at me. Or if you want to at me, you can. There's no way that Floyd Mayweather is the best boxer in the history of boxing. There's no he's not even top 10, okay? He's not even top 10. And you you can make a case that he's not in the top 5 in his weight class. So don't at me about that. Floyd is not the greatest. That's just clearly you there's no way. Okay? Maybe you say that cuz you don't know. There's no way Floyd does certain things better than most boxers, almost any boxer. But there's no way that Floyd is the a top 10 boxer of all time. And I said it. And if you have an opposite opinion, whatever, you can leave your message. But no, Floyd is not a top 10 boxer. So, so, so stop saying that. And what is going on now is not boxing. This would be the equivalent. Years, a few years ago, they had a show called uh, Pros versus Joes. Right. That would be like retired basketball players or retired football players taking on guys who think they have a shot to compete against the pros. Well, clearly you're talking about and even Elijah one was on that pros versus Joe's. Now, that was fun to watch. But that was not legitimate. It was legitimate entertainment. It was not legitimate basketball it was not legitimate football it was not legitimate baseball it was a sideshow and it was a fun little thing where the, the joes could take on the pros well this is happening now and people are trying to legitimize this this is not real and this is burying my beloved sport now people say, oh, you're an old head and you're a get off my lawn guy and this is what it is. And pe- people want to see. I, I don't want to see Chad Johnson fight. He's not a boxer. No more than I want to see him play soccer. No one in soccer took him serious playing soccer when he tried to do his thing. I think he was one of the ones to try to play soccer. Uh, Usain Bolt did as well. And that's fun. It's really fun. Oh, it's cute. But that we're not m- mistaking that for legit at all. So please don't look at something where this guy outweighed Floyd by 60 pounds, and, but he's not a, a real boxer. But yet you want to say, oh, man, they, I, they, they didn't even have judges. This was an exhibition. But this is only allowed to happen because the legitimate sport of boxing is dead. Now, being from Houston, we had the Charlo Twins, and they're legit, and they fight this weekend. And that, that good for them. Terrence Crawford, Errol Spence. 
There are a lot of guys that are really, really good. But look at the heavyweight division. Can you name five heavyweights? Name five. Name four. I think maybe people can name three. Maybe you can't. Name, name five boxes in any other weight class. You can't. The sport is dead. And I know the promoters, to me, the promoters killed it. Because you started charging too much. Now you had De La Hoya coming out to fight at 54 years old or something like that. This is ridiculous. And I hate it because, and I've been to Super Bowls, been to NBA uh, playoffs, Western Conference Finals. I've been to big-time games. I've been you know, to a lot of major sports. And I've covered a few big fights. And I'm telling you, there is nothing, nothing like being in the building for a huge fight, especially a heavyweight fight. There's nothing like it. It's just nothing like it because anything can happen. I mean, go back to the trilogy between Bo and Holyfield. Go back to uh, former Ron Lyle, uh, Lyles. And go back to uh, Ali Foreman, Frazier Ali. I mean, go back to Sugar Ray Hearns, Duran, who had a birthday this week. This was a beautiful, wonderful thing. And not even those, not even the top guys. You can go back to, to Donald Curry and Mike McCallum and, and Buddy McGirt and, and so many guys that were, were good along the way. I mean, we, we, we sort of narrow it down to a few guys. But I'm telling you, man, my sport is dead and it is breaking my heart. But this that they're doing now, this is not boxing. And I encourage people don't waste your money on that. Find a way to, to find I – mean, because, look, in, in the heavyweight division right now, you have a situation where you have Tyson Fury, who who couldn't – look, this he couldn't beat Pinkland Thomas. I mean, he couldn't beat any of the uh, – Michael, uh, Michael Tucker from Houston. He couldn't, he couldn't beat any – I mean, he couldn't beat, like, also-ran guys back in the day. But he's your heavyweight champion. And he's fighting – Wilder again after he beat the brakes off of his ass. I mean, he beat him. It was embarrassing. It was convincing. There's nothing, nothing compelling about a rematch. Nothing. They got in the way of the Anthony Joshua Tyson Fury fight. Went to court and fought it out and said that Wilder Fury had to fight Wilder again. I have no interest in that. It's a shame, man. It really is. And I wish Olympic boxing would come back. I wish that, you know, boxers will come household names again. It'll never happen. And that's unfortunate. But that's something from my past. And if you guys weren't able to experience it, you certainly missed out on it. It's nothing like it. There's, there's nothing, nothing, nothing like it. And I can say it now. Boxing is dead. That doesn't mean you go spend money. I mean, and again, you can spend your money on whatever you want. But if you spend, understand this, the more you spend money on, the more they're going to give you. So if you are selected, maybe you can help all of us. Maybe take that money. Maybe I can need to start a pay-per-view charity for boxing. Like, like okay, we're going to really support Terrence Crawford's fights on pay-per-view because we want to see more of that and less of, Floyd Mayweather and Oscar De La Hoya and Mike Tyson. I mean, again, I, the only benefit is to guys who are who may not have money anymore, because we saw some of our favorite icons, including Joe Lewis and Frazier, and a lot of guys leave the ring and not have any money. 
you know, who were robbed and cheated out of their money or blew their money or drugs, whatever happened. And you hate to see those old guys. There's no retirement fund for boxers. There's no senior league for boxers. And this is kind of the equivalent of that. And I don't want to see a lot of that. I don't think that that's a good thing. You know, not, that's not a sport you play at. And this stuff here with this YouTube stuff and these people trying to legitimize themselves. This is um, millions of their YouTube followers. Buy this. Get the out of here. With that, we still have our conversation coming up with Daniel Ewing. But first, I want to get into a Lamont Award. I don't want to wish you no bad luck, but I hope your ship sinks. With no lifeboats and no life preservers and a school of piranhas surrounding you, you big dummy. The Lamont Award goes to the player team entity, someone in or around the world of sports that we deem to be the big dummy of the episode. Well, you know what? Uh, the intensity of NBA basketball is something to behold. You know, what guys really want it. All of that friendly regular season stuff is out of the window. Guys get a little chippy. The files get a little bit harder. Harder to come by baskets. Guys get into little beefs. Little, little, little tips. And that's what happened in game three of the series between the Brooklyn Nets and the Milwaukee Bucks. Kevin Durant, P.J. Tucker, both uh, UT alums, got into a little bit of a, a huff. A little nose-to-nose. A little playoff basketball flow. And, and that's not a biggie. It really isn't. But cooler heads usually step in in those situations and, and do what they're supposed to do. Break them apart. Don't let things get out of hand. It's not the old NBA where those guys can throw a few blows and a few, shoot a few technicals and, and everything is everything. You expect the officials and their teammates and the coaches to come in and defuse the situation. And, and that'll be that and the game move on and really no harm, no foul. But that's not what happened in game three. Because Antoine Lambin thought he should interject himself. Now, when you talk about security, what is security? Security is someone who secures. Well, Antoine Lambin is a security guard of sorts. He was hired by the Brooklyn Nets at the request of KD. Sort of KD's personal bodyguard, his security guard to take care of things, right? So that means when situations happen off the court, if it's a fan, if it's something going on and KD needs some protection, he's a guy that can step in and defuse the situation. That, but that's not what he did. He was very Lamont in the fact that he came onto the court, which I don't like that at all. I don't like you coming onto the court. I don't like anybody but officials and coaches coming onto the court in, in situations like that. Keep everything on the court, on the court. But, no, he came in and pushed Tucker. And didn't, you know, didn't know who he was. Tucker didn't know. It could have really got buck wild. It could have got crazy in there if Tucker hadn't kept his cool or somebody else hadn't kept their cool. Because some guy comes off the court. Like, what are you pushing? You, you didn't come in to interject and defuse, which you shouldn't have been on the court anyway. You shouldn't have even came out there. But you came out and decided that you were going to protect KD from P.J. Tucker. On the court. And what you did was make the situation worse. But let me ask Antoine Lambert a question. Have you ever seen the bodyguard, Kevin Costner, Whitney Houston? If I... Man, you can't fall in love with your client. You can't, you can't have a personal relationship with your client. You have a job to do. Your job, you should, you should be looking at the crowd. You shouldn't even be looking at what's on the court. 
But you cannot catch feelings for a guy at his job doing his job where it's covered. We got this. The NBA is like, yeah, we got this. You got to let it go. No personal feelings. Kevin Costner should have taught you that. Go back and watch that movie. You have to let it go. No matter what your feelings are, you have to maintain your professionalism. And I. And because you didn't, you earned the title of Big Dummy. You Big Dummy! (laughs) (laughs) And apparently the NBA agrees with me because Antoine Lambin has been suspended and can no longer work games in uh, Milwaukee. And he's not working any games for the remainder of, I guess, this series. We'll have to see if he maintains his job. And I'm all for security. If you need security... I'm for that. You need a goon to handle things because you need to insulate and protect your client. But you can't catch feelings and say, oh, no, 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 P.J. Tucker didn't. We're not going to allow that to happen. Now, I'm a big, 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 big fan and supporter of the fact that whatever happens on the playing field needs to stay there. I don't want to see guys press charges. I don't want to see fans interject themselves. I don't want to see family members interject themselves. And I damn sure don't want to see Paul Blart, mall cop, come in and intervene. When KD is on the court, he's a grown man. He can handle himself. I'm sure he's a grown man in a lot of different circumstances and he can handle himself, but you bring those people in there so you don't have to get in the lawsuits and you don't get in the physical altercations They can get out of hand and deal with the haters. You need security for that. And and I'm all for that. And I think KD should have that. And I I think if you ask KD, he wouldn't want his guy running on the court to protect him from PJ Tucker. Really? Is that what we're doing now? That's why you're Lamont, man. Can't fall in love with your client, man. Kevin Costner should have taught you that, man. But with that, going to take a time out, come back with our conversation with Daniel Ewing. This is the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Anyway, you get your podcast. Sports Talk with Devin Wade wants to thank our sponsor, Kofi Bankus and CoBank Homes. The vision at CoBank Homes is simple, and it stems from the belief that clients can trust CoBank to guide them to realize one of, if not the single largest investment decision they will ever make their home. CoBank simply looks to build lifelong relationships through service. They do this by using faith, knowledge, and technology to guide clients through the process of achieving their real estate goals. Be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact Kofi at 832-757-7950. That's 832-757-7950. CoBank Homes through Keller Williams. Thank you.
Welcome back, music from our resident DJ, DJ Anarchy, and you can check him out on SoundCloud, and uh, look him up on IG, on Instagram, and let him know you heard his music on the podcast, so that's DJ Anarchy, check him out, it's my guy, but if you have music you want submitted to the podcast, just email us, music at wadeswordproductions.com, that's music at wadeswordproductions.com, and we'll play a snippet at the halfway point, and uh, you know, entire track an extended portion of a mix uh, we'll play at the end of uh, the episode so again music at wadeswordproductions.com the genre doesn't matter it can be any kind we played a variety of genres and uh, just as long as it's radio edit we don't care we want to expose your music to our audience which is vast and diverse so do that i want to get into a conversation i had a few days ago with Daniel ewing this was uh before this is a little dated in that it was before some of the uh, the, the events transpired in the nba playoffs but i think in general, we talked a little bit about uh, LeBron James and uh, Mike Krzyzewski, Coach K at Duke University, who announced his retirement. And, of course, Daniel was uh, not only a professional basketball player overseas and a draft pick of the Los Angeles Clippers. He was a Duke Blue Devil. He was a McDonald's All-American, and he was recruited by Coach K, and he played for uh, the Duke Blue Devils. So he knows for which he speaks as it pertains to Coach K and uh, playing basketball at Duke. Duke, which is a, just a prestigious thing onto itself. And so we definitely got his comments on that. Here is our interview with our guy, Daniel Yoon. Our guy, Daniel Ewing, back aboard. How are you this afternoon? I'm good, man. I'm good. How's it going, Devin? Going great. Um, uh, NBA playoffs well underway. And LeBron is out of the playoffs. The Lakers are out. Anthony Davis out. And I posed the question to uh, folks online, and I'll ask you the same thing. Is the NBA better or worse this time because LeBron is out? Is the entire product, as far as um, the attraction, better or worse with LeBron out of the playoffs? Um, it depends on who you're talking to. I believe I believe the NBA is still in good shape. I mean, you still have Kawhi Leonard, who's a – who's a top five player, top 10 player. His team is still in the playoffs. You still have guys like Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden, if he hit, if he gets healthy, who, who teams are still in the playoffs. So we still have some mega superstars still in the playoffs. You still have the reigning MVP in the playoffs. His team is in the playoffs. You still have the current MVP team and Jokic and Denver Nuggets still in the playoffs. So, no, I, I, me, honestly, I don't think I don't think the NBA is going to miss too much of a beat now that the Lakers and, and LeBron James are not playing. Do you think the ratings will, especially for, you, we're going to look at a matchup and somebody from the Western Conference has never won the NBA championship. So, you know, what do we expect from the, the television ratings from an NBA final? I know we're weeks away from that, but what are your thoughts on that? Will they be higher or about the same? What are your thoughts on that? Well, honestly, it depends on, I mean, granted, like you said, we already know LeBron and the Lakers are out of it, so it all depends on who, who gets to the who gets to the championship. Honestly, I just throw out a team. If the if let's just say the Utah Jazz find their way in in the, in, the, in the NBA Finals, it don't matter who they're going up against. You know those Raiders are not going to be crazy. Just right. you know me personally, like you know, not too many people really want to see. And not taking nothing away from Utah and the, the season that they're having, but they're not one of the teams that people you know rush home to see from work play on any given night. So you have a, a situation with LeBron, and I, I want to do this one more time with LeBron because I don't like 
I don't like it when ESPN belabors the point with LeBron, but and so I certainly don't want to do it here. But I will ask about this. In game five of the series against Phoenix, and the Lakers were getting blown out, LeBron leaves the court with five and a half minutes left in the game. And, and again, it seems like nobody really is addressing this as a player. What do you think when you see something like that? I didn't necessarily address this issue, this right here, about him leaving the court, but just his overall performance in game five and six, right? Just his mindset. That's not even talking about it, but his mindset and his approach to game five and six, I had a real issue with. As a former player and then also as, as a fan and as a huge fan of his, the expectations of what we expect out of a guy like that, his approach to those two games to, to end the season – was not even close of that of a champion, or all-star, superstar caliber player that he is. And, and so, yeah, I mean, stuff like that, man, like you can nitpick at it, like him leaving the court early. You can, you, We can definitely nitpick at it all day. I don't remember who said it, but somebody mentioned that it was kind of kind of a, a, a remembrance of how uh, the Detroit Pistons walked off the court against, against Jordan and the Bulls when they finally, when Jordan and the Bulls finally overcame overcame that battle yeah so i mean it's just one of those things that he seems to to be immune to uh, as opposed to other players because again we still talk about what detroit did and how slighted the the chicago bulls were and i mean you know so anyway want to go back to the current playoffs looking at a situation where there are a number of young stars that are emerging who do you think is the biggest winner so far as far as like i mean you, you and i were basketball people as far as like we watch the game on a wednesday night in the winter time or whatever but the casual fan who's just jumped Jumping into the NBA playoffs, who are some of the stars that you think have emerged and will emerge the brightest of the young guys? Off the top of my head, you have to talk about Jokic. He just he was just awarded the MVP of the season, uh, so he, I mean, you have to talk about Jokic and Dipper. Uh, Luka Doncic is definitely a guy that you have. Like he's he's see, these guys are superstars already at a very young age. I mean, they're superstars. Uh, Trey Young. Of the guys that's in the playoffs right now, those are the those are three three of the ones right now that I mean for sure you have to keep your eyes on these guys and and they are basically I mean they must see TV when when they when their teams are playing. So as you look at some of these series, and I'll go back to a previous conversation. The last time we talked about the the Brooklyn Nets. Chemistry doesn't seem to be an issue right now, and then James Harden is not even playing in this series, and yet they're just decimating the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, can anybody in the East – and, again, it's still early in this series. They lead 2-0, uh, but can anybody in the East uh, stop the Brooklyn Nets? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, man. And, I mean, you can't take nothing away from Brooklyn, but uh, just the way the season is, is coming together – on all sides, on all aspects. You got Philly who's trying to patch things together with hoping hoping that MB's health, you know, stays up to par. So, I mean, we could easily have a Brooklyn, and, and I'm saying that because I think Brooklyn's going to go ahead and take care of Milwaukee. Like, yeah, we still have a lot of games to go in this series if Milwaukee can can make it interesting, but I doubt, I doubt that'd be the case. So I got Brooklyn going to the Eastern Conference Finals and just – Looking forward, just we could possibly have a Brooklyn and Atlanta Hawks Eastern Conference Finals, and Brooklyn is definitely going to be heavily favored in, in that matchup. So, no, I don't think if all things play out, I don't think Brooklyn will have too much of a fight getting to the NBA Finals. 
You talk about the Philadelphia Atlanta series, uh, and, and we I asked you about Atlanta last time, and you know, could they surprise some people? And Trey Young is doing just that. What has been the key to their success uh, aside from just his uh, offensive performance? Uh, what else have they been able to do to get, lead to success so far? Man, I mean, they play they play some great basketball. Uh, like you said, besides him doing what he does, having big numbers, having double doubles. I mean, they've had other guys throughout each playoff series so far that step up and play well, play really well, just consistently. Uh, you know, you, you have the other guys who people may not know of. They have a young, a nice, good young group of core guys who, who are very talented and they, they all can play. So, and mind you, these guys are missing two, two key players and they're still playing well and have a chance, like I said, to possibly make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. They're missing Cam Reddish, who's been out for a while, and Hunter. Yeah, I mean, and this team, I mean, they have a lot of good talent. And they're missing some guys uh, that they're relying on, but they, they still find a way to get it done. I want to ask you about the uh, the Western Conference, the team that nobody can quite figure out. I mean, the Clippers are just a hard team to figure out. I, you just never know what they're going to do. What do you think about I mean, – because at, at one point it really kind of looked like Dallas was going to put them out of their misery. Uh, what do you think about the Clippers in that series, and uh, how do you see that one playing out versus Utah? Yeah, I mean, you got to take your hands off the Clippers because they did fight their way back to, to you know, to, to win the series, especially, especially considering they were the favorites. And they're one of the teams that's considered to be a championship-caliber team. Uh, and they have those expectations for themselves. But, I mean, like I said, I think people forget, as much as we like to talk about Kawhi when, I guess, when, when people want to take the attention away from a guy like LeBron, we forget that Kawhi also is a multi-champion, two-time NBA Finals MVP, you know, a perennial all-star basically since he's taken over the reins of, you know, when he was in San Antonio and his – so. I mean, Kawhi is a top top five player, man, in my in my opinion. So I think this team they are interesting to watch, and it has been kind of frustrating to watch them as well. They're not as dominant as you think they should be, but I mean, they're still alive. I think they have a chance to win this series against Utah. You look at the first game; they're coming off a seven game series where they only had one day of you know preparation or one day of rest. However you want to look at it, so. You want to ask you about uh, Phoenix uh, and, and before we wrap up with the playoffs, Chris Paul. Did he, has he made that much of a difference? Or what has, I mean, because obviously Devin Book has been putting up number, numbers for a couple of years. Aiden has been emerging. What has been the, the sort of – is he just that valuable to that team to really turn these guys around into uh, what looks like a team that could be headed to the NBA Finals? Yes, he is. For whatever reason, he's not getting – I know what it is. Because, I mean, he, if, if Chris Paul was averaging like 22 and 10 – I think Chris Paul probably would have won MVP this year. But that's how much of an impact he's had on that team. I mean, you look at what he did last year in OKC, right? Now, granted, they didn't have the, the, the success that Utah is having. But, I mean, nobody expected OKC to do anything last year. Here we are. They was on the on the brink of upsetting the Rockets. And, you know what I'm saying? If James Harden don't make that defense a play, you know, Chris Paul carries that team to the second round of the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, Chris Paul has been a huge – He's been the main factor of why that team is is where they're at. Now, granted, Devin Booker is is a is a young superstar on you know, on the rise, but without Chris Paul, that team is not second in the West, and they're not on you know they're not playing this type of basketball in the playoffs. They probably still don't make the playoffs. So yeah, I think Chris Paul has to get has to get more credit than he's probably getting, considering his impact on the on the team. 
Finally, before we let you go, uh, Coach K, uh, Mike Krzyzewski for the Duke Blue Devils, has announced that he will retire at the end of the upcoming season. Monumental news. Obviously, he recruited you. You played for him. What did that mean to you when you heard that? What, how, what were your initial feelings when you heard that he was going to hang it up? I wasn't necessarily surprised. I was a little stunned because I wasn't expecting it to come this soon, especially since ever since Roy Williams retired this past this past, you know, at the end of this season, I mean, a lot of talk has been, you know, when, you know, when, when will Coach K coming? So, you know, I knew it would come some sometime soon. I did, like I said, I was a little stunned that it was it came this early. But man, like I said, it's it's you know, he's he's been in the game for a long time, over forty years as a head coach at Duke. Just he's done everything you can do and you know, want to do as a coach, man. So, I think the timing is right. He's 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 up in age, so. I think the timing is pretty good, man. And just, you know, now we already know going into the season what it is. We got last year to see and what what the Duke team would do, the last Duke team that's coached by him would do. And it's, I think it's going to be a, a big year. It's going to be an exciting year. What did he mean to you as a as a person, as a young man coming out of Willow Ridge, to you know to go there under his care, under his coaching, uh, as a, just as an individual to you personally, what has he meant? I mean, he's meant a lot, man. I mean, coach, coach has, you know, he has a lot, a lot of experience and a lot of different things coming from his background. You know, coming from uh, the inner city of Chicago, immigrants of, you know, uh, his parents' immigration from Poland, just being a, a guy from West Point, learning uh, learning his stuff from, from Coach Bobby Knight. Uh, I mean, he, coach, coach has taught me a lot of lessons, man. You know, both, and you know, as as a young man growing up at the time. And like I said, I mean, you really don't understand the impact of it, why you why you there under him or why you're there at the school. But of all the stuff I have accomplished as a basketball player in my career, the one thing everybody always wants to talk about is, is Duke basketball and, and Coach K. So that, that right there lets you know how much of an impact and how 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 great of a coach and, and individual people think or want to know, really know about Coach K. Hey, well, how can folks reach you on social media? Find me on both Instagram and Twitter at Mr. Daniel Ewing. That's Mr. Daniel Ewing. And yeah, man. Well, hey, well, I certainly appreciate it as always, and we look forward to catching up with you real soon as these uh, NBA playoffs progress. Now, always, always a pleasure, Devin. Appreciate you having me, man. To have your comments heard, call 832-941-6614. Thanks to Dan Ewing for joining us with his take. And I'm sure we'll visit on uh, the topic of Coach K and Duke basketball uh, as we get closer to Coach K's retirement. With that, before I let go. Before I let go. Before I let go, hey, want to thank you guys for hanging out with me. I want to remind you guys, go to wadeswordproductions.com uh, to check out past episodes and see what we're about. Also, LibiraPay, L-I-B-E-R-A-P-A-Y, all one word, LibiraPay.com, and go to Sports Talk with Devin Wade and make a contribution to support the podcast. want to thank DJ Anarchy, our sponsors, Brighter Brains, and, of course, Cobank Homes. want to thank you guys. Give us a call on the sports line, 832 6614 Sports Talk with Devin Wade, the page and group on Facebook. And as always, remember these four things. Number one, I don't do no favors after six o'clock in the evening. Two, I ain't got no money. Three, I'm not harboring any fugitives from justice. And four, bye. This has been the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Remember, 
You can follow him on Twitter at Wade's Word. Thank you for listening. <laughs>